Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Stock Dirty to Me, the number one stock podcast for investors, beginners, and all the people. I'm, of course, this Phil Better, the podcast mogul. Up above me are the two smartest people I know uh, when it comes to investing yeah. because they've been helping uh, myself and the 50,000 members of the Stock Market for Beginners group here learning how to be better investors. We got Tony, one half of the Stock Bros. Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing good, doing good. good. And then we got Dalt, the licensed advisor coming in from Banting Corp Capital Management, who also has his own podcast about uh, the stock market investing and all that fun stuff. Dalt, welcome back. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the show that you have? Show's going to be great today. A uh, couple great stock analysis uh, analyses that people voted on. So, of course, Alibaba, that's been a big, big conversation. There's been a lot of... Um, oh, yeah. Alibaba positions being advertised in the group. Uh, Mr. Lloyd Ross, uh, over four hundred thousand, he has uh, sunk in it. So it's, it's it's a big topic again. What's going on with with China and their you know regulatory crackdowns of tech companies? So uh, be in, really interested to talk about that. And then Teladoc Health, of course, is the market leader as far as virtual um, doctors' meetings go and um, appointments. And uh, I think it'd be great to talk about that because, um, as I say, you know, if you're going to speculate or get into a new market, it's always good to be in the market leader. So to talk about Teladoc Health, I think will be great for everybody uh, for the show. And then we're going to end off um, speaking about futures markets. So all about index futures, you know, how pre how pre market moves, who's moving pre pre market, you know, commodity futures, currency futures. And we're going to relate that all back into the stock market. I think it's going to be one of the best ones that we've ever done. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Dull, we actually have a question because I know you have a podcast. Uh, Mark, who is living in Tony's backyard actually right now, he's 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 watching live from Tony's backyard. Um, he wants to know where they can find your podcast because uh, I know a few weeks ago you mentioned you have a podcast that you released with your partner, I believe, from Baton yep. Corp. Uh, so uh, where can they find it uh, if they, they want to listen to it? So actually, I guess you could say I have two pod podcasts. One, I just run for my Instagram um, which is, I'll type in the comments here. It is uh, Rizme Life. And uh, that's my Instagram. So R I S M A Y L I F E. And every Saturday at noon, I do a podcast about the actual um, either stock market, cryptocurrency market, futures, commodities, something involved in financial markets is typically what happens on that podcast every Saturday at 12. And Obviously, all the ones that have been done in the past are all saved to my Insta pro, uh, profile, so you can go back through them for the last year. There's a whole bunch of them on there. Um, the stock, the podcast that I started that I run with my uh, with my partner, that is for more um, business and startup oriented stuff. So for uh, for entrepreneurs, there we go. And that's on YouTube. It is pursuing capital. There we go. Pursuing capital on Instagram for you, Mark. And Sabrina loves the Insta podcast, uh, adults. So, you know, you're, you already awesome. have a Thank fan you. here. So there we go. All right, guys, uh, let's start off. We're going to start with, uh, the, uh, Apple, the diamond of our good friend, uh, Lloyd Ross's eye here. Um, of course I'm talking about Ali. Alibaba. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there we I go. Think, Here's the uh, five-year, right? It's, I it's think before really we can years. start with Alibaba, we have to talk about what's been happening with Alibaba over the last China. year. Yeah, and I think... China. <laughs> China. And I think uh, where it starts at is with the story of Jack Ma. Now, Jack Ma is the... Basically, he's a, tr he's a billionaire that owns trillion-dollar companies. 
Um, I wouldn't mind having that. He is the, he's the wealthiest man in China and the most famous man in China. In fact, there was a poll that showed that he is the most well-known Chinese man in China and in the world. He's actually more well-known than the president, Xi Jinping. So that clearly is going to annoy the Communist Party of China that there is a wealthy Chinese man that is world-renowned fame and he's seen as a Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk type of figure. Um, and I think it starts back in last last year in October where we started to see the downfall of Alibaba where the, drop, the stock price dropped 50%, which is kind of unheard of for a company like Alibaba. And Alibaba is essentially the, uh, it's the largest e-commerce company in China. And it's essentially the Amazon, which a lot of people like to say, the Amazon of China. Now, um, back last October, what happened was the Jack Ma, who is an eccentric billionaire, he, he actually holds his own Super Bowl party-like concerts in China. There's actually videos of him playing the guitar in stadiums that are Super Bowl-like stadiums where he holds these events for his employees, massive events. He's kind of a rock star in China. Um, just look, wait, wait, wait. I, I just want to just start stop you for a second. Let's just look at this. This is the revenue of 2020, just this year. The year's not even done. And it's already over six hundred billion dollars. Chinese, yeah. Chinese though, Chinese. That's, still, mm-hmm. still six hundred billion. So one one U.S. dollar, I think, is seven Chinese dollars. So, um, you know, you can do the math on that. But yeah, I'm gonna get to the financials. A hell of a lot of fu- freaking money. So um, before we get to the financials, we have to talk about the the backstory here. Yes. What happened was Jack Ma's becoming very well known, very famous, and very outspoken lately over the last two years or so. And he's very, he was starting to speak out about the Chinese financial regulatory system and how they regulate corporations. They take money from the corporations. They essentially mine their data and they like to distribute that money. Obviously communism, they like to distribute wealth from these companies, but really they're not distributing it to their lower income uh families they're distributing it to the communist leaders right right so uh last october jack ma gave a speech criticizing the chinese financial regulatory system after that speech it kind of triggered a chain of events that resulted in them axing ant group ipo which ant group is another multi-billion dollar company that jack ma owns that he wanted to take public and have a, a public offering in China, in Hong Kong, and the Shanghai exchanges, the Chinese government stepped in, axed the deal, costed them billions of dollars, slapped all kinds of antitrust lawsuits on them, fined Alibaba billions of dollars. Record uh, fine. Yeah, record fines. And so much so that Jack Ma disappeared for months where people were worried about his health and where he was. <laughs> As he resurfaced three months later giving an awkward uh, hostage-like speech <laughs> where all of a sudden he started talking about, I actually wrote down his words because it's hard to remember. <laughs> I've been studying and thinking, and I have become determined to devote myself to education and public welfare. 
he gave a speech. That in, that sounds like someone who it, yeah. was not twi- having their arms twisted and, or were any type of torture. And also thing. after this, after this speech, he Alibaba has agreed to donate about fifteen and a half billion U.S. dollars. In I think it's US right dollars. here. Mark mentioned they were forced to give away one third of their profits. Well, well, so this is they were forced. So what happened was they get, they had to pay a fine or donate, I should say. billion over the next five years for social causes, basically redistributing wealth, uh, which is essentially a fine that they're going to pay to the government of China. And the crazy thing is that their their free cash flow per quarter is about $3 billion. And free cash flow is something I talk about a lot. Many of you that listen know what that is already. It's essentially the money they have left over after paying their business ex- expenses. So essentially, they're going to be paying all of their free cash flow for the rest of the year to social causes for the rest of next year and beyond, I think, into the next half of the following year to social welfare or social uh, so- Socialism causes. Yeah, basically causes. social programs. Uh, and that's a year and a half of free cash flow that they're not going to have to reinvest back into Alibaba. Um, and also all of these new fines. And uh, the reason why axing that Ant Group IPO was such a big deal is because Ant Group was the largest Chinese fintech company in the world. Um, and they had essentially a pay. It, it was kind of like a, uh, not a PayPal, but um What's a good equivalent? What's the thing? Square. It's kind of like Square. Something like, yeah, something like that, where they weren't essentially a bank. They were more like a. a they were just uh, an instead online of going... bank. It was like a, a payment platform slash cash app type of thing. Okay, yeah. So China put in regulations stating that no, you're a bank, and we now have access to all of your customer data. Jesus. So. They, the China, the Chinese, I don't want to say China because it's not China. It's not the Chinese people. It's the Chinese Communist Party. They're essentially slapping all of these fines and regulations and they've absolutely hit Alibaba so hard. And I think it's personal with Jack Ma because he was starting to become bigger than the Chinese Communist Party themselves and went against all of their ideals because he's this huge successful entrepreneur that's well known gaining popularity and fame. So uh, as far as the money side, like you, that was the backstory of it. As far as the money side, like you talked about, I mean, they make money hand over fist every single quarter. Uh, the profits aren't really the problem. The, pro- the problem is we just don't know what the government is going to do to them. I mean, they could really stifle them and destroy them if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are, they, they are hitting them hard. Mm-hmm. And that you could see it in their revenue. Their revenue is down. I mean, there's still a huge revenue, but yeah, net profits uh, down. They get as far as their share price. I mean, they're definitely at a huge discount right now. You made a you made a really good point too, Tony, because you said that <clears throat> Jack Ma, and I think even to go further on that, Alibaba was becoming bigger than you know China itself or the Chinese Communist Party. If you think about, I've used Alibaba many times, and I I wouldn't have a couple businesses if not for if not for Alibaba. But I mean. How many Chinese-based companies do you use other than Alibaba? None. They don't None. make it out of China. Just, no. just one second. Uh, yeah, Mark they don't. Was asking uh, where I'm getting this. I'm just on Google Finance. I just 
put in the name of the company stock <coughs> to Google Finance, and then it tells me everything there. So he's, he's saying it's a different price. Well, the thing I noticed too is depending on what brokerage you use, uh, some of them when the stock market is closed, they might show after market hours. Some don't, so the price may vary a little bit between brokerages until the market opens again, and then they'll all be the same price. So that's something to, to be aware of. I as think well. he also has the the Hong Kong one up and not the one on the New York stock. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure what the mm -hmm. price is right now. I haven't one one sixty six seventy eight. So listen, our buddy Lloyd has uh basically a half a million dollars invested yeah. in this. He's gonna live or die by this investment. It's Apparently, gonna, yeah, this yeah, is his it, biggest it's, place. It's either gonna destroy him or make him a lot of money. Well, he's hoping uh, he's saying it's a ten bagger. <laughs> For him, he's saying it's a ten bagger. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. The question is that it's going to most likely come down to how much does Alibaba help the economy of China yeah. and, uh, will letting Alibaba thrive to some degree help the Chinese economy and GDP in the long term and help them become the superpower that they want to be? Which I think the answer is probably yes, because Alibaba is so intertwined with the didn't, economy of China. Uh, I think when I, I think a couple of weeks back when we had Lloyd on and he was talking about it, it's like one third of their GDP or something like that. Yeah, it's a huge, a huge amount. And it, yeah. It's, for yeah, for for reasons, um, I think because how of how Alibaba helps fill shipping um, uh, containers. Yeah. So when yeah. I when I order stuff over um, from Baba. Um, you know, you, you you source your suppliers or your manufacturing houses, and um, then it goes into a container and it waits for that container to be filled with everybody else's goods, and then it ships, right? Mm -hmm. So the Alibaba is is basically putting like all Chinese shipyards, all Chinese ports, like in the hands of of everyday pe people, right? So I would imagine that ever since Alibaba has been created, every year that all ports in China are just increasing at a rapid pace, yeah. directly linked to how Alibaba's business. There's no doubt. Doing. Yeah, there's yeah. no doubt. Alibaba stimulates their economy in so many different ways and factors that we probably don't even know about. Um, so as far as letting them fail, I doubt that. I think it's more of a, a, a short-term punishment. Like, hey, get back in your place. Mm -hmm. You know who you are. Don't speak out of line. Mm -hmm. We're going to send you to retraining. Toe the, yeah, toe, yeah. The, toe the party yeah. line. They sent him to a re-education camp for months. He came out and gave it. Yeah, that's essentially what they did. Yeah. Gave him a hostage video, uh, told him to read these cue cards. He read it. And, uh, and that's it's it. true, and, though. It's true, yeah. yeah. And that's it's sad, but that's mm -hmm. exactly, in my mind, exactly what happened. And there's a lot of evidence that would support that. Mm -hmm. Um. And listen, there's a lot of political challenges for Alibaba and other similar tech companies. So it's hard to predict for investors of what the Chinese government is going to want to do. I just think they're going to basically uh, bully them a little bit, but they're going to let them thrive, I would think. It would be beneficial to let them thrive. They just control all of their data, take money from them. I mean, why wouldn't they? You know, well, I, it's I well, if you think about it, hold on. I, I just I want to put this. I was just thinking because you guys are smarter than me and I'm just an average. No, child. we're not smart. Yeah, when it comes to investing, you're way smarter than me. And yeah, well, you know, I'm sure I, all I know is buy low, sell high. That's 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 my <laughs> investing strategy. Well, and it hasn't worked really well for me. Uh, that's why I host this show. Well, and some, well, some people would say Alibaba is really low right now. And yeah. 
you know, there we go. I, it's hard um, to argue that it's not, but. but when you say that, like they're taking their profits, if you look at it in most of the companies here that are making billions of dollars and trillions of dollars aren't paying their fair share of taxes. Mm -hmm. So it could be that the communist party is just taking the taxes from them. I don't know if they have taxes like we have over here in North America, but it could be this a similar style of that they're just making sure that but of course there is problems in the communist party. I'm not saying the Chinese communist well, party is perfect. Yeah, I'm just saying little... people are saying they're taking the money. Well, it could be that they're taking the taxes. Well, it's that... important to note that China has what's called Chinese sponsored capitalism or yeah. capitalism with Chinese socialism twist to it. So I'm not sure that's exactly what they're thinking is, oh, we're just taking taxes. I think right now they're, it's more of a punishment. For oh, yeah, no, it's Ma. fully, they're yeah. just, they're beating the shit out of Jack Ma. I mean, China's building right cities with no one living in these yeah. cities. So it's not like they're really trying to help their people. You no, know? they're just, yeah. just keeping the richer rich. It's a yeah, different exactly. form of. Uh, kind of like what we do here, but we yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> except they have a lot more space to build except there's more transparency things. here yeah we can have this conversation where in china we couldn't we're have not this allowed no right but i'm pretty sure if i put up a picture of winnie the pooh and say that oh look that's the president I'll oh you would go to a 10 years of you would get re-education camp <laughs> you would emerge uh, three months later in a hostage video yeah i'll be like i love our <laughs> president our supreme leader is the best after thinking about it and studying yeah, I realize Winnie the Pooh looks nothing like Xi Jinping. <laughs> uh, I'm no, I would agree with everything China. you said. I have nothing to add, Tony. I think you hit, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, I did write an article in June on my blog about Alibaba, and it's it's exactly as you said. You know, yeah, the the, fi the financials are not concerning at all. Um, people say it's cheap. I don't think it's cheap. I think it's it's priced effectively given the risk of the Chinese Communist Party's influence over the company. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Point. And, you know, they're they're making Alibaba break up their their payment app as well. So, you know, this whole, yeah. you know, uh, so Ant was actual financial affiliate of Alibaba as well. Oh. And so with that, with that being broken up, they want that to kind of spin off now and be its own little yeah. thing. And they're having I mean, them... what isn't an affiliate of Alibaba yeah. at this point? This, yeah. yeah. And they have some they have some media companies that Alibaba owns that they're making the government is trying to make them drop as well. So I, I don't know how much revenue is going to come out of Alibaba, but there, I think a lot of the revenue that comes out will be um, kind of their other subsidiary businesses, but not their online retail kind of thing. Um, kind yeah. of like Amazon makes. Most yeah, of the like money if off someone made Amazon products. drop like Whole Foods or or something, you know what I mean? It, it wouldn't. Be, it's not the core business that's falling apart, but all those little pieces that contribute, you know, a couple billion dollars yeah. here and there. And they're all kind I of think, intertwined at this yeah. point. Like AliPay, like you were saying, is yeah. their payment platform. It's kind of like like Apple Pay to Apple or yeah. PayPal. If the government was like Apple, you yeah. can't have Apple Pay anymore. Yeah. Google can't have Google Pay or, or Cash or, App to yeah. to PayPal or, Square, or, yeah. or Square. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think exactly. yeah, I think that's pretty much covers everything. Me, we, uh, I, I know I went on a really long-winded story there, but hey, that's all important it. backstory information mm -hmm. to understand what's happening. So Charlie Munger, though, also just to add this last point, Charlie Munger, nice. um, is he what is he chair of Berkshire? He's uh the right hand man. Yeah, he's like the the brother of Warren Buffett. They're, I think he's I don't know. Yeah, I think he's a uh, on the 
board or something, yeah. but I don't know how much power he has. But he does, yeah, he does, he doesn't have a lot. But I think he has a he has a big title. I think it's chair of the board or, or yeah. president. But he also runs the Daily Journal um, stock port portfolio, and he has been loading mm-hmm. um, Alibaba quite heavily. So I do have a lot of respect for Charlie Munger as a as a trader because he's he's very active and he actually trades individual stocks like on his own yeah um whereas warren does does not i think so, that was uh i think that was lloyd's point too is yeah he was following Munger, charlie munger's look yeah. i mean it's hard to to argue that i mean there yeah. are a lot of smart people that are loading up on on alibaba so i i don't know i just i don't I don't really buy a whole lot of individual stocks, so it's just not my thing. You're a different investor but, than some because I just don't. I, I don't want to track agree. it, and I don't care. Like I just want to just you. You want to go? I can put a hundred dollars yeah. in here, and I know in ten yeah. years I'm going to have. A, a, I do $1, have $1, some individual stocks. I yeah. do, but I just Alibaba on guaranteed. Is not, uh, you have yeah. you have like nearly guaranteed companies that have been around for at least ten years. Mm-hmm. And yep. have proven that they're a viable company. That's it's the type weird because on one hand, I do feel like Alibaba is a pretty safe investment as far as their their intrinsic value of their and of their company and their business model. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard to predict what is going to happen yeah. with these regulations. So yeah, these guys yeah. are going through it first, and then we're going to see how they do it in the right. next in like the next five to ten yeah. years when companies other companies start following the path that Jack Ma did, and China's like, okay, we can't stop this flood of entrepreneurialness that's coming out. Then we're going to be able to predict technically what the the regulations will be different, so they'll be able to play in the rules, and we'll be able to invest, and it'll be safer. Jack Ma is like doing what SpaceX is doing, or he's one of those eccentric billionaires that from back in oh, the very days, much you know? yeah all right let's move on to the next thing. teledoc Dalton Do- uh, is loving this one here we go here's where it's saying take it away um, Dalt. take it away i'm not gonna lie to you guys i uh <clears throat> i i don't i don't like teledoc's business but i love the comp the um company so these guys these guys lose a shitload of money teledoc <laughs> um they lose I just not money, but... not not like hiding anything they're they're hundreds the actual... holy shit do they ever <laughs> but the actual business is actually really really good so what 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 teledoc health does is they um they run a online uh online platform that helps them um connect doctors with with patients or clinicians with with patients physiotherapists with with patients it's basically an online platform that allows um um professionals medical professionals to connect with their with their with their patients and um prospective patients walk-in clinics ongoing care all that good stuff this is a huge thing here and i'll tell you why i really like this and you guys um i know a lot of our viewers are in the united states are probably not going to pick this up, but our our in Canada, our medical system is is, is vastly different from yours, mm-hmm. and because it's free, it's very wait lines can be very long at certain places, and when you have um, this creates a lot of stress, and when you have a, a online platform where people can be um, sort of funneled and not have to wait in line, you know, you take a number and you you know your time, you book a time, and when your time is there, you you go and you go for your virtual. You don't have to sit around and wait for hours on end and not even know if you're going to wait all these hours and even see a doctor on that day. Um, so, I I really like this 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 telehealth uh, teledoc business. Um, my girlfriend used a competitor of theirs um, 
for a physiotherapy appointment here earlier in the year in um, in uh, Hamilton here. And it, she went through the first um, online consult and then the second one and the third one were actual physiotherapist movements of telling her how to stretch, how to do this and, you know, watching her movements when she was doing the stretches and all that stuff. And I thought it was really, it was really, it was really great. And I could see, I could see how a lot of people are going to get behind this. And I would be behind this the second that they start to do that thing that I like, which is um, raise revenues and stick expenses flat or start to reduce those those expenses. Right now, they're in hyper growth phase. Um, so revenue grows super, super aggressively. From 2019, revenues were 553 million. Revenues went right over a billion in 2020. Um, so again, that's almost a hundred percent, um, 97% people, 97%. Well, I think news is that's happened during uh, earnings, earnings sank by 400%. So losses were 98 million in 2019 in 2020 losses were 485 million. So they're losing a crap load of money, but they're able to keep growing. And the quarterly over quarterlies are starting to get a little bit better too. Um, so Q Q1. 453 million in revenue, 199 million in losses. By Q2, they had 503 million in revenue. They raised it by 50 million dollars, and earnings was only a loss of 133 million. So they were able to trim it down from 199. If they can continue on that trend to prove that there's actually money in this business, I would certainly be a buyer of of Teladoc Health. It it ticks when this becomes actual profitable or trending towards profitable, like, like when I bought DocuSign, now it's profitable. But when I first started buying it, it wasn't. But as long as it, it has that trend of, of raising revenues and, you know, losses get smaller and smaller every year, quarter over quarter, so on and so forth. These companies tend to be um, very, very big growers over time. The institutional ownership as well is fantastic. 79% of all Teladoc shares are owned by major financial institutions. That's more than Facebook has. I think Facebook has 67% or so. Um, so institutions are very bullish on it. Um, I like everything about this this company. And I think, again, anything software and, you know, cutting down wait, wait, wait times here in Canada, it just, it just sings music to my ears. Like, I can't, I can't tell you. No, this this already is like I love this, and this is something that's going to make life easier. And like, imagine if I had like I don't have to do a, a doctor in my home province or even in my state. If this is like I can have a, I can end up having a doctor in California who's just as qualified, or in like Vancouver who can help me out because they have access to all these doctors that are aren't necessarily here. Oh my god, the genius of this! Oh my god, Tony, what do you have to say about this? Yeah, I mean, look, time is money, right? Nobody wants to wait around for doctor's appointments or wait in line to see a doctor. You can do it all virtual. Um, I love the business model. I like, there's obviously things you can't see a doctor for virtually. Um, there's obviously a lot of things you can't see a doctor for virtually. But for the most part, if you need like a general prescription because you have a cold or a sinus infection or allergies or you know, maybe some physical therapy appointments, show you how to do stretches or even see a psychologist like virtually. Ongoing, that's all. ongoing yeah. patient care too. I mean, if yeah. you went in once, then you can be monitored. Which online. by the way, I've used this before. So, mm -hmm. um, 
My and therapist, uh, when uh, the world closed up, uh, when I was going to therapy, we did virtual therapy yeah. sessions. So yeah. yeah. Great, yeah. great, great point too, Tony. I forgot to, met, to, met, to, met, to mention that, but I, I like the company as well because I haven't used it directly, but my girlfriend has, so I've seen it indirectly. And you, and you just said that you've actually yeah. used something very yeah. similar to that. Yeah. Companies and that you tend to interact with that are close to you, those are the ones that are really going to go like far. Like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I do see a lot of value in this business model and it makes a lot of sense to me, but I'm concerned because we saw the huge spike of growth during pandemic mm -hmm. when in COVID and shutdowns. And uh, this is a great business to have for scenarios like this. It's just more uh, advantageous. If you have some type of serious problem, you're not going to be dealing with online doctors. You're going to go to a doctor, but it's a nice supplemental thing to have. Uh, it, but like you said, my biggest concern is they just don't make money. In fact, they lose a lot of money. Yeah. So, and Still, as many people know that watch our shows, I like to invest in companies that make money. So you're, you're sounding a lot yeah. like uh, Mr. Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful himself. I there, hate Tony. investing in things that don't make money. Yeah. It has to uh, make. It has to make money. Right. Uh, but this makes a lot of sense to me, and I could see this maybe being something that makes money. But like I said, the most concerning thing to me is we're still in a pandemic state, and things are locked down still. And I'm wondering, is this business going to keep growing when the world is back to normal eventually? That's I don't know. Question. I don't know. And I don't that's, know that's if the uh, billion right. dollar question right there. So today. yeah, it, that's the biggest thing that concerns me. So making money is important. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, remember guys, if you want your, uh, your comment read on air or anything like that, make sure you just use the comments down below. Let us know you're watching live or the replay, any topic you want us also to cover. Cause we're about to jump into futures, which have been, or we're covering futures, right? Dalt. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're jumping into futures, which has been requested quite a few times. So yes, comment down below if there's anything. Maria, thank you very much for that. Uh, comment down below if you want. There is a going to be a link where you can uh, suggest stock, ETS, crypto, topics, all that going to be linked down below. I'm going to be doing that as the show go ends. It's going to be in the comments down below. Just like Tony's going to share his uh link to his show dalt's going to share his stuff mainly i think you share your link to Battencorp capital your blog correct uh dalt just yep. make sure there and of course if you're listening to the show on a, as a podcast or on our youtube channel yes we have a youtube channel so if you're watching this live go search for our youtube channel or join the email list where you get a link to the youtube channel um in the show notes, there's going to be a link there where you can go ahead and check out Tony's podcast as well as Dalt's podcast. All right, Dalt, you wanted to touch on this. Or Tony, do you have anything to add? Uh, I just you? wanted to, to give a quick intro into this because okay. Dalt would have much, much more information than I would. I know a lot of times in the group we talk about, we share stock futures. Like, oh, futures are up today. Futures are down today. Like today, obviously. Wait, wait. I, I just want to say we have someone who works in the medical field. Dorothy here says, I'm in the medical field and we ha had to quickly learn telemedicine. We have found that patients really like it. I believe it is here to stay. So it's not just Dalt and Tony's two people who are just investors. Here's someone who's live working in the yeah, field. Yeah. They're saying they like it. They're hearing Dorothy. positive feedback from patients. So 
Yeah. Thanks, Maybe. Dorothy. That's good. That's good feedback for sure. That's perfect feedback. So if, if you're having an actual live case study, proof that people love using that, this type of technology, um, yeah. If there is, if there is, if Teladoc can, can, can really prove that they can make that a profitable business, that stock's going to go wild. If they can turn a profit quarter over quarter, it's going to, yeah. Be, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to go wild. There we oh, go. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry for stopping you, Tony. Go ahead. Um, what was this? Oh, so, um, I, my, oh, so what I was talking about is that some occasionally will post like, oh, futures are, down one, 2% today. Futures are up one, 2% today. And a lot of people in the group might not know what the hell we're talking about. And it'll be like, oh, it looks like today's going to be a good day. And then right off the bat, it shoots up 2% and people may be confused. Like, how do you know that it's going to be a good day off the bat? Well, with futures, you can kind of get an in indication of what's going to happen when the market opens. It doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen for the rest of the day. It can change on a dime. Things do change up and down all day sometimes. But generally, like today, like today, where we saw that futures were opening up over 1% across the major indices in the US, that's a pretty good indication that it's going to be a pretty good day, most likely. And it, and it was. It ended up being closing at around 1.5% across the major indexes. So um, it, it's a good way to get an indication of if it's going to be a good day or a bad day. And you can look into futures for farther out as well, which uh, Dalt will talk about in a second. But a lot of you are wondering, where can you find that information? So I have the Fidelity app. Fidelity has that information on the app. Most brokerage accounts on their app will show the stock futures for the day. Uh, if not, you can always just Google it and you can find it on Bloomberg or CNN money or stuff like that. So, or Yahoo finance, there's a lot of ways you can find that information. So that's all I wanted to say. Yep. Correct. And now off to Dalton. <clears throat> yeah. Futures, the futures market. I really wanted to talk about this because, um, just as Tony said, like people are, are wondering how, how markets move before, um, before the stock market actually opens. And so People trade futures um, all around the world. There's people um, that are up all hours of the night um, trading futures over in in London um, when they open. I think at uh, 4 a.m. or something like that. I think there's people over trading in Tokyo right now. They just opened at eight, at eight o'clock. There's people trading all around the world and and the SP 500 is being traded right now in in Tokyo so those those um, the Japanese will start to trade the S&P 500 now and you'll get movement there then it'll move over to Frankfurt and then London and then it'll come back over to new to New York and about nine o'clock you guys will all start coming on and you'll be looking at the futures market wondering um, why it's either up or down it's because of of Tokyo Frankfurt and London, the Asian trading session, the Chinese. So essentially, um, it's trading all all, all it's day. It's trading around, all over, yeah, all over the world. Yeah. When okay. when one market closes, another market opens. I think there's maybe like three or four hours in between each one, if that. So usually, it's pretty it's it's pretty liquid over over the whole over the whole day, and a lot of people like that's basically what derives it. So you have to really look at I think. When you want to get a gauge of how the S&P 500 is is going to uh, perform, you have to get a gauge uh, over the next day of how everybody else's stock market performed. 
of how you know the stock markets in uh, Tokyo per, uh, perform, China, how how they did in Frankfurt, how they're going to do in uh, um, L- London, because everybody will pass that pessimism <laughs> on to the next opening market. That's honestly how it works, and it's for anybody that's that's looking to um, to try and gauge how the market will open. It's just you just have to look at other markets. So. Um, the best way that I could tell you is I, I have a FX and CFD account, and I think everybody should not not that you should be trading in there ex- excessively, but it'll give you it'll allow you to um, get a live look at what at all the orders that are coming and 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 going. And should you want to, you know, try and benefit in the fluctuation of that um, S&P 500 index future um before the next trading session, you'll certainly have the option to do that through CFDs is what most brokers use. Just make sure you use the licensed and registered broker. None of this um, mytradingforex.com or fxbroker313.ca, none of this crap. Uh, make sure oh. you go with reputable oh. brokers, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, um, you know, Quest Trade International Brokers is great for that. Um, try to stick to those types of, of, bro- of brokers. What was your point there, Phil? Sorry, speaking of like Forex Trader 1.5 or any of those yeah. stupid things, um, some people in the group seem to get a spam message and uh, I should have did this at the top. Don't trust anybody in the group uh, that messages you saying, hey, do you want to invest in this company or I can help you make money or anything like that. Now, uh, we as admins, we try our best to stop spammers from getting in and uh, fraudsters and all those. But those people don't care about you or want to help you make money. They want to take your money and then leave you without any money. Never, ever send money to anyone in the group at all that is requesting money. Even if it's myself, Tony, Dalt, or even Johnny, the CEO of the group, we're yeah, never, never going to ask, ask you, you to send yeah. me money. No. Yeah, we're never going to ask you to send us money. Don't sure. just don't. And never. if you see someone saying, "Hey, join the group or join this uh, Telegram or anything like that," report it because we can get them out of the group and we can get rid of all the spammers. We're doing our best. Spam used to be incredibly bad at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and now we're getting one to two a month, but it does happen. Uh, can can we ask you to send us money? Uh, Mark, no, I will never send you money. Uh, Dalt did for a while send you cryptocurrency, uh, but that also got a little expensive. So we may be doing a crypto or a stock or something in the future. We have to look into legalities and all that funny stuff. But yeah, again, don't don't send money to people in the group if you don't know them longer than you know five years. Just a suggestion. All right, Dalt, let's go into the futures and all that fun stuff. All right. I'm going to talk about um, commodity futures next. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to keep it simple, talk about the world's most important commodity, um, oil. So oil futures, um, they go up, they go down um, based on supply and demand. I think everybody understands that. I, I don't think people understand kind of the relationship of, of, of maybe why oil prices go up and down due to, due to some supply and demand demand though i think gas prices where everybody kind of understands oh i know that somehow opec yeah, yeah opec and you know oil is connected to gas prices and if opec raises production um, which by the way yeah you for those of you listening are watching out there 
Go do uh, about half an hour research on OPEC. It'll blow your mind and how that works and how that came about, actually. Uh, I feel that. It's quite the monopoly, man. Yeah, it's quite the monopoly on uh, oil. I feel like it's like our little uh, maple silk monopoly that we have here in Canada. Oh, it's <laughs> or in much Quebec, worse. At least. Yeah, it's much worse. Um, it's it's basically a cartel. So, so there. Yeah, Trump Trump made a, made a made a, made a pretty good battle against them against them them too by. So there's there's various oil markets and um, the ones that come out of OPEC are are typically. Um, what do they call that thing? The Gulf of um, the Persian Gulf. Yeah. So pretty much all OPEC producers come out of the Persian Gulf. That's where all their oil comes out of. And um, there's all kinds of, of, of oil there. Um, Dubai, um, Iraq, I- Iran, there's all sorts of sources in there. And each they're not all the same. So they're all slightly different, but they're all a whole lot, a whole lot lighter, and come up a whole lot easier than the oil that we have here in 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 North America. For Canada, we have a whole bunch, but it's all stuck in in sand. Um, for you guys, um, the new revolution is is in shale rock, and you drill down and kind of across. Um, so it's 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 a lot more difficult to get in North America than you know. I like to make the joke of in in Saudi Arabia or Dubai, you just stick a straw, you know, um, 12 inches into the sand and oil starts coming up, uh, but it's, it's, it's almost that easy. It's not Don't quite, tell them the secret. Yeah. It's not quite the, the whole process of drilling. And I mean, I have a barrel of oil in my closet right now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're in Saudi Oil's Arabia. Everywhere. Oil's everywhere here. Yeah. But yeah, the futures market. So U S oil, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, cause that's the, the most traded one that you all see on, on TV next to your stock futures and all, and all that U S oil futures work, um, on supply and demand, but it's who is buying. And the question of that is it, it really comes down to the one major buyer of, of U S oil of any oil anywhere is refine refiners. So it's refiners like Holly frontier corporation is a publicly traded one in the United States. There's many others. Refiners are the ones that buy barrels of oil. And based on that demand that companies like Holly have, um, they will, they will buy a certain amount of oil and then they will re- refine it and turn it into gasoline. And that will travel down to um, you guys. And so it, it all, it all depends. And I'll make oh. one point point here oh. just to show you how you can kind of track how oil futures are, 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 are going to move. When, when Trump was outed and um, Joe Biden became president, all of the refiners in America kind of figured that there would be higher costs passed on to them by a democratic president and there would be less oil drilling. And more, more capping. Yeah. You guys more cancel the one that's in the yeah. in in the Arctic as well. Biden shut 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 that down quick. Um, you will you will lose a lot of of areas to to put your money. So capital expenditures will come down because there's just less opportunity for you guys. And I thought I thought when when that happened, a lot of refiners in the U.S. were kind of like, well, if there's going to be less coming up, then the price of existing barrels is probably going to go up. So a lot of U.S. refiners when biden came into power they started buying up oil they started buying up as much as possible because refiners make make their their money based on the um the uh, margin that, that they can pass on to people at the gasoline pumps at the jet fuel pumps at the asphalt factories so on and so and so and so so it's far. also it's also important to remember that oil is in not just for gasoline, but there's so many commodities, including uh, plastic. I mean, yep. plastic is made of oil, and 
I mean, plastic is everywhere. Plastic, <laughs> so, roads, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, fuels. So many products everything. for the oil. So. Everything. So yeah. these guys go up, they buy up a whole bunch of oil, and they force the price of oil higher. And that's kind of been what's happening, that continued trend since the start of 2021 is just the ever higher oil price because refiners just can't get enough of buying up as much as possible because they don't care if they have it sit in yards because that price, that low price has been locked in. So these guys will go into the futures market and buy, 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 and then they'll they'll re, they'll refine at their own pace. But they're not in any hurry to refine a whole bunch because now they've sent the gasoline prices by having that slow kind of refining process. Um, they've raised the price of gasoline and now they're making ever more money on what they do pro process. But they're going to be reluctant to you know flood the taps, so to so 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 to speak. And so that's how gasoline futures would actually fluctuate in price too. So it's just important to, un to understand that I, I think a lot of people see oil and, you know, no oil is going higher because of inflation, all that stuff. And yes, that's true, but it's also because of activity that refiners have in the oil futures market. And when refiners feel like um, maybe if, you know, uh, Joe Biden said, you know, for every new well you, you open, I'm going to pay all refiners 10,000 US dollars for every new U.S. oil well that you you drill and you can drill anywhere you want. If that were to, were to, were to happen, you'd see them stop buying as much as many oil um, barrels because they know that producers are going to get back to the uh, field and pull up even more oil and they're going to bring the price of it down. And so refiners will wait. But refiners don't think that oil prices are coming down, which is why they keep going higher. That's just one point I wanted to make there. And, and again, um, for trading, if you wanted to get access to trading, all that stuff, fx and cfd accounts make sure you're with a reputable broker if you if you have a stock account with charles schwab fidelity td ameritrade interactive brokers for guys in canada quest trade or whatever open your fx and cfd account with those with with, with those guys they're licensed they're regulated and should you hit it big on a huge you know hundred thousand dollar trade you won't ever have to worry about your broker packing up and leaving town because it's not going to happen with a big bro no, broker. No, they, they, so. they, they have enough money there for you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So we're running uh, hot here. We're already 18 minutes over our normal Hell yeah. We, we got it all in. We yeah. got it all in. Let's close it up. Tony, uh, where they, where can they find you? How can they follow you? How can they support you? The Stock Bros Podcast, which I just put out a couple new episodes. Actually, um, the first one came out today about social security. Saw that. Everyone is all up in arms about Social Security. And the big news today or a couple days ago is that Social Security announced they're going to be increasing the payout to match inflation of 5.9, the largest raise ever for Social yeah. Security. So, uh, and that episode is out now, and I'll put the link in the comments below. And also use my referral links, and that will help me out because yeah. I'm doing it for free. So costs you guys nothing. Here it is, guys. Yeah. It costs you nothing. It makes you're forcing the big companies to pay us. That's what you do when you use our referral yeah. links. So Tony, I believe you have Acorn in the uh, show notes, right? Yeah, yeah. Acorn. Uh, I have my course that you guys can check out yeah, for all the new can. people. And um, that's about it. And then you, uh, Dalt, uh, let's, uh, where can we find you? Where can we support you? Uh, and all find me in things. the group as always, um, at me, um, oddly Johnny in the group at Rizme life on Instagram. Banting court capital is my blog. You all know, and I'm going to drop one last little gift here for you. Cause this hmm. is what I use to, you know, trying to get in the mood about futures. And if I'm ever trying to make a, a futures trade, 
the most loved book of all time, The Futures Game, Who Wins, Who Loses, and Why. The third edition is by Richard J. Tools and Frank J. Jones. Um, it's wow. a great book. It's super expensive. Um, <laughs> but if you're if you're going to trade futures, I mean, this it'll tell you everything you need to know about every future. Um, oil, corn, pigs, um, wheat, um, index futures, currency futures, and it, it, it's a Bible on everything futures. If you're going to get into that stuff, I recommend it. There yeah. you go. Already dropping knowledge. And of course, if you guys want to find out more about me and what I do, I am the podcast mogul. You can listen to my plethora of podcasts I have, but pretty much just go to Instagram at podcaster feel better and you can uh, follow me there. I love all your faces. Uh, adult, before we jump off, uh, is it on Amazon? Yes, I got it on Amazon. Yeah, I think there it's like I think it's a uh, $80 or so. Canadian, so for you guys, it's like sixty-seven or something like that. I think it is it's maple syrup donut. For Sell those Dogecoin profits, and there yeah. you go. <laughs> Make your money off that Dogecoin, yeah. and then learn how to use them in futures, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Stock Dirty to Me podcast, where we go live in the stock market for beginners group. If you're looking to join the group. The links are in the show notes down below. This is mainly for the podcasters. Anybody's watching live, you guys can leave if you want. I'm doing the close for the podcasters. Uh, yes, podcasters, listeners, uh, if you want to join this group of 50,000 members strong where we help you live in the group, answering your questions about what are you should be investing. Is it a smart investment? What the heck is a future? What is an option? All those crazy things. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes down below. Join us and be part of the community so that you can become a multi-millionaire like our good friend Lloyd Ross and the two smart guys who are uh, standing above me who uh, are making more money than I am in the investing world. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great day.